the scripture in reference today is found in Genesis 1.27. Let me establish a fact. A few weeks ago, our pastor came here and he talked about destiny. And he talked about purpose. And I believe that Pastor Etefia also reiterated, uh, gave us a sermon or two regarding destiny. I remember that one in particular on a Wednesday where he talked about all of us having to fulfill our destiny because God has called us to something. There's nobody here that God called to nothing. If you have not found your purpose, it is not the fault of God because there's something, there's a reason why you are here. There may be six billion people on earth, but there's a reason why God has created you. And one of the things as a Christian that you must do is find purpose. May you find it in the name of Jesus. This morning, what I'm going to speak to you about, I'm not sure if it's not better, better presented at a business seminar. Because people may find it difficult to relate it. But I hope and I pray that God will give us understanding in the name of Jesus. But I can assure you that it has a lot to do with your destiny. It has a lot to do with your purpose. And for you to have purpose, you must understand the nature of God. Hello? For you to have purpose, you must understand the nature of God. There is no purpose outside God. Hallelujah. If you are pursuing or you are undertaking a purpose outside God, I can assure you that you have been misguided. And if you are following the purpose of God, you must understand the nature of God. And we're going to be speaking this morning about one of the natures of God. And you're going to be surprised. So our scripture in reference is found in Genesis 1 verse 27. The very beginning. The very beginning of creation. It's a scripture which you are familiar with. But may the Lord give us fresh understanding this morning in the name of Jesus. Just one verse of it. And I read. So, let's read together. It's on the screen. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Is it in your Bible? All right. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the grace to stand before you today. Father, I pray that as the word has come to me, may I be able to deliver them, deliver it in the name of Jesus. Father, grant me utterance and grant your people understanding in the name of Jesus. The words that we hear today, may it edify your people in the mighty name of Jesus. May he not stand against them in judgment in the name of Jesus. May he not even stand against them in the, on this earth in the mighty name of Jesus. By reason of this word, the devil will not shame them in the name of Jesus. I pray that everything that has been hidden from you will be made clear in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, O oh God, for in Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. I ask you and invite you to be seated like the kings, the prince and princes that you are. Thank you, Pastor Etavia. I read again for emphasis. So God created human beings in his own image. 
in the image of God, he created them male and female. Some Bible talk about it that it is in the likeness of God. Now, there are many natures of God. Holiness is the nature of God. Righteousness is the nature of God. Omnipotency is the nature of God. Omnipresence, which means the ability for him to be everywhere at the same time. As we are worshipping him here, there are many churches all over the world. On Sunday morning, they are worshipping God and he can hear each and every one of them. What means is that God is omnipotent, omnipresent. He has the ability to be present in different places. He is a deliverer. He is compassionate. But he is also a judge. And the Bible says that we have to be fearful of him. These are the many attributes that we know of God. Some of them we aspire to with various degrees of success. But perhaps the most intriguing, 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 I beg your pardon, one for me that I will bring up for discussion this morning is God's ability to create. God's ability to what? Creates. I bring you a word which I have titled God of Creativity. This God of Creativity. This God of Creativity. Just stay with me and you know where I'm going. In verse 27a of the scripture that we read in Genesis, the Bible reveals to us that God's intention reveals God's intention to us when he was making man. His purpose was to make man in his own image. And like I said before, some call it, some versions call it likeness. That God created us in his likeness. Now when I was much younger, a much younger Christian, I read it to me that I had the physical resemblance of God. That when you look at God, or I look like God physically. But as I grew older, and I realized that there are 6 million people on the earth. 6 billion people, I beg your pardon. Some are short. Some are tall. Some are light. Some are dark. Some are fat. Some are thin. We cannot all be the physical resemblance of God. So it means that the resemblance that God is talking about is spiritual. Hello? Have I lost you this morning? We are made like God. It's not so much in the physical, but in the what? Spiritual. Why? Because we have the spirit of God with us. We carry the spirit of God. So, if it is the nature of God to be righteous, if it is the nature of God to be holy, it is the nature of God to be compassionate. It is also the nature of God to be creative. And if God is creative and we carry the spirit of God, that means we as human beings must also be creative. Analogy. Right? Did I analyze it right? Is there a perfect fit? It means that you cannot be a child of God 
if you do not know how to create something. What is creative is to produce. If you are a child of God and you are unproductive, you are not carrying the spirit of God. Now somebody will probably say, maybe because I belong to the creative industry by work. I'm a public relations consultant. So I eat creative strategy. That's what I do every Monday morning when I get to work. And people will probably say to me, maybe that's why you're talking like this. I've never been an architect. An architect designs things just the same way God designed the world. But even at that, God created the world. An architect creates. So you must have a passion and a desire to create something if you are a child of God. Have I lost you this morning? Are you still with me? What do we mean when we talk creativity? How is it essential to your spiritual life? Should creativity not be left to those in advertising, those in public relations like myself, those in Nollywood? Hello? Hello? Are you still with me this morning? Should it be left to artists that paint masterpieces like we have on the screen? Shouldn't it be left to those prophetic ministers that come here every now and then and they express their talent in dance? Should it be left to those who come here and have drama or stage drama for us to teach us about the word of God? My answer is an emphatic no. And again, reiterated to you people of God this morning, as a child of God, you must have the ability not just to recreate yourself. You must have the ability to recreate your environment. You didn't hear? Let me try here. I said, as a child of God, you must have the ability not just to recreate yourself, but in recreating yourself, you must be able to recreate your environment. If you are here, you can clap. Don't clap for me. Clap for God. <laughs> if you are here and you are not impacting your generation or your environment, are you living in purpose? Are you working the purpose of God? Or you are just a number? Hallelujah. Let's take it further. Some people will say, what is he talking about? Follow me to Ephesians 2 verse 10 and I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Let me first read from the New King James Version. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Jesus Christ for what? For good works. We are his workmanship. That means we are, we are his craftsmanship. He crafted us. He created us. He produced us for good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 
What are you walking in? What are you created for? What were you workmanship for? I challenge you this morning. What are you created for? Why are you here? What are you doing in this assembly? Why has God placed you in station here? You are on a divine assignment. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Maybe some people will say that's the New King James Version. Help me with the Amplified Classic so that I can bring better understanding. It's longer, but I'm going to read it. It says, for we are God's own handiwork. His craftsmanship recreated in Jesus Christ. Born anew. That we may do those good works which God predestined. Planned beforehand for us. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Is it in your Bible? In my notes I said, to create means to produce. Ask your neighbor, what are you producing? Come on now, be obedient this morning. What are you producing? Look at somebody and say, so what are you creating, self? What are you producing? Are you producing anything at all? Or you just come? What they say? Not only you, Waka come. You just come and you just go. When you see the arrangement in church and you are happy, some people created it. When somebody comes on the pulpit, somebody created the sermon you are listening to. The air conditioning, some people worked on it. The generator, some people worked on it. Again, I challenge you this morning. What are you producing? What are you creating? Let me take you to Matthew 25. And I'm going to read a bit long. But please help me. I just want to establish. Matthew 25 verse 24 to 30. I may not be able to read everything. But this, this is a judgment on somebody who refused to, to create. You know about this. Jesus. This is the story of the parable of the talent. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. That is enough to even fire him. And I was afraid and went and did what? Heed your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Go for 26. You know, every time I'm amazed by Jesus' reaction. Because I've never seen him. You know, one of the angriest that I saw Christ, apart from whipping people in the temple, is this scripture. Let's listen to what Jesus said. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and what? 
lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Give me 28. So you ought to have deposited my money. No, 27, please. 27, go back to You ought to have deposited my money. Oh, well, it's lost me there. I want to read verbatim. Therefore, um, you, where is it? You ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. At my coming, I would have received back my own with interest, even if you have no idea. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has. Why? Give me 29. For to everyone who has more will be given, and he will have abundance. From him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Verse 30. And he says, What will happen? And cast. cast who? Unprofitable servant. Did he steal the talent? Did he lose the talent? What happened? His inability to reproduce the talent. This is his judgment. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. And what will happen there? There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. He didn't lose the talent. He didn't. He just didn't recreate the talent. So if you are sitting in a chair. And you are refusing to create anything. I am sorry. It is not me. This is the word of God. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Romans 8, 19 says, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. In Isaiah 8, 18, it says, here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. You know, usually when we create that scripture, we use it for our children. You understand? The children that the Lord has given me, they are for what? Signs and wonders. Read it. Please give it to me. Isaiah 8 verse 18. It says, here I am. So, before it comes to my children that you are giving me, I I'm supposed to be for what? Signs and wonders. Here I am. Read it well. Read it with understanding. Here I am. And in it, um, those students of English language, what they call it, I think it's called conjunct, it's conjunctive. Conjunct, yes. Are they separate? It says, here I am. And means that it has joined you to the children that God has given to you and all of us are supposed to be for signs and wonders. Let me tell you, in Grace Assembly we teach what we call intelligent Christianity. This church, I'm sorry to say, may not be for everyone. It may not be for everyone. There's a church for everybody. The kind of church we want here is a progressive church. The church we want is a cutting-edge church. The church we want is a church that says that you are the head and you will not be the tail. And really, if you do not recreate yourself, you can never be the head. Because Bible says to me, the manner of yesterday 
is not sufficient for today. I'm going to throw it practically. If you are in this church and you are a member of this assembly and you do not know how to operate a computer, I'm not sure you want to go to where God has asked you to be. You are going to say to me, that's not spiritual. Somebody is going to challenge me, say that's not spiritual. Only, and I'm going to come back. I, I, I'll talk about that later. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you practical teaching on how you can succeed in life. Let me, let me take it further. If you have the DNA of God, which I know you have, then you must have a spirit of creativity. If you have the DNA of God, you must have the spirit of creativity. When God looked at the earth in Genesis 1, he says it was without form and void. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Until God said so, there was no light on earth. What darkness are you looking at and you are saying today, let there be light. And light came there. What darkness have you seen? What darkness is challenging you in your family, in your business, in your company? I don't know what. And you are saying, because I am made in the image and likeness of God, I have the ability to command light into this darkness. They don't like me anymore. Right? They don't like me. Okay. God likes me. Pastor K loves me. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something that you do not know. Some people tell me that they do not have, I'm not born creative. You know, for you, something comes naturally. I rebuke that spirit today. Let me say something to you. One of the things that most of you are in this church. Why? Because you follow your leader. And what is that leader teaching? Spirit of excellence. How do you think he produces the spirit of excellence? By being creative. It is the nature of God that he has taken. So he comes into a void place. And he looks at this oracle. And says to himself, I have never been, I've never seen it done before. But that doesn't mean I cannot do it. I will do it. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What challenge do you have? What is holding you back? What is disturbing you? Some of you were here when we came into this auditorium. It looked nothing like this. Absolutely nothing. Am I right? Some of you are here. But Ajibola, am I right? Yeah, you are here. Did it look like this? No. It was without form and void. It looked dark. Some women who successful men carried what do you call it? Pongpong on their heads so that we can build this altar. Because they had a vision of where you are going. Some people gave up their cars. They sold their cars as seed. 
so that this place can be ready. Some people broke their bank so that this place can be ready. It's part of your creating. And I'm challenging you this morning. If you are not contributing, Bible says that if you are not gathering with us, what are you doing? You are scattering. Everywhere I go, I ask myself, what is my contribution? What am I adding? What value have I added to this place? When you leave a place, for whatever reason, your absence must be felt. Some people, unfortunately, you even leave church, you reach like three months before we even know, ah, where is that brother? Where is that sister? Why? Because you are contributing zero. May that not all be our portion in the name of Jesus. So you're going to ask me this morning, how do I develop this vital spirit of God? This creative spirit of God. I'm going to give you five powers this morning. I'm going to run quickly through those five powers. The first one is the power of hunger. The power of hunger. If you check my WhatsApp, it says something like, I am, I am, cons I am something, but I am not content. I can't remember what it says. I thank God for where I am. But guess what? I am hungry for the next level. Because I know. Bible tells me that the path of a righteous man will shine what? Brighter and brighter. So no matter how bright my today is, my tomorrow must be brighter. jealous of where I am go and drink more medicine because when I come back while you are still jealousy me on where I am I have moved hello I'm challenging you today no matter how good it looks where you are there's somewhere better that God has in stock for you the power of hunger. Matthew eleven twelve. My favorite scripture. This is my favorite scripture. Two of them are my favorite. This is one. It says, And from the days of John the Baptist and until now, the kingdom of God of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Take it by force. Yeah, the devil is not joking with many of us. All of us. And you are busy negotiating the devil. Okay, you can have this one. Uh, let me hold on to this one. It's not going to happen. You have to be violent in your spirit. Violent in your spirit about your spiritual life. Violent in your spirit about your finances. Violent in your spirit about your business. Violent in your spirit about your children. About your family. About your marriage. Help me. First Samuel 17, 26. First Samuel 26. Hmm. I'm going to read to you. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, What shall 
be done for the man who kills this Philistine. You know the story. And takes away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? David was hungry. You know? And what that? He was hungry. Then he went on in that same scripture, verse 33. He says, And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth. Bible says you should not despise the days of your youth. And he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's ship. And when a lion or a bear came and took the lamb out of the flock, I went after it. Somebody would have said, oh, there are a hundred lamb or whatever. That one doesn't matter. If you take one, will he not come back? So he says, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from his mouth. And when it rose against me, I caught it by his bed and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this, this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David was hungry. David was hungry. Have you seen a, a, a boxer when he comes out of the corner? Does he look docile? What does he do? Sometimes he's even punching the air. He wonder, come here. Let me show you. If you are not hungry for something, you can, sorry? Hit me more. <laughs> There is something that you must be hungry for. Something must wake you up in the morning. Something must keep you running. Something must keep you alert. Something must wake you up even at night. Some of us will sleep eight hours. <laughs> Some of us will sleep ten hours. And when you ask, you say, because God, the Bible says he gives his beloved sleep. <laughs> Help me, Pastor K. <laughs> he gives his beloved mm, sound sleep. Some of us sleep like Ogbono. Something must wake you up at night. If there's something that is in your spirit that you want to birth, honestly, the Lord is my witness. You cannot sleep eight straight, eight, uh, eight straight hours. Ask people who are creating something. Hallelujah. Sometimes, one of the things I like, my staff, more often than not, they wake up to instructions from me. Because the instructions will be given sometimes at 2.30, 3.30, 4.30, That's even late. Some of them who are married, their husbands know me. Because sometimes when I call you, I start, ah, I hope your, your husband doesn't mind. It's not, a, it's not a question. It's a statement. <laughs> but guess what? I am hungry. I am hungry. I want to shine for God. 
I want you to look at me and see the image and the glory of God in me. And therefore, it requires me. Sometimes I cannot sleep. Let me quickly take this. Then two, the power of observation. What are you seeing? The power of what? Observation. What are you seeing? Challenges or opportunities? What dreams do you have? If you can dream it, you can apprehend it. You have a good chance of it. Let me tell you something. Small and weak dreams produce small and weak realities. Your current reality may not match your current dreams, but stay with it. Come with me to Numbers 13, verses 30 to 33. Numbers 13, verses 30 to 33. I will soon round up. Then Caleb quietened the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and make the procession and take possession. For we're able to overcome it. 31. But the man who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are what? Stronger than we. Now give me 32. See what they said. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, that they saw, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. Did they see anybody being devoured there? No. Mm. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Give me 33. That's the one I don't like. <laughs> there, we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like what? In whose sight? You are like, like grasshoppers in their own sight. In their own sight. Minister Tokwe, is it in their own sight? In their own sight. Their own sight. So, if you see yourself small, you do small things. If you see yourself big, you do big things. Many of us, we live more with our challenges than our opportunities. I like the way my pastor puts it. He says, my God is not, God is not so much a God of blessing, but a God of opportunities. Because in every opportunity, in every challenge, there's an opportunity. God saw that there was a challenge with the earth when it was dark without void. And he said, let there be light. Like I said, what are you saying? In what industry? In what sphere of life are you saying, let there be light? May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Number three, the power to think and analyze. And before you accuse me of her say, I'm going to ask you to follow me to Proverbs 23 verse 7. Proverbs 23 verse 7. It says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so he as he thinketh. No, don't don't say as he. Say as I thinketh. So am I am, Abby? That's English. So I am. What do you meditate on? 
What do you focus on? Are you like the man by the pool? Do you want to be head? Do you want to be well? He said, talking long story. Uh, I'll be here. 37 years. Uh, uh, nobody. When I want to come into the pool. Simple question. Do you want to be well? Yes. Some of you. God is merciful to you. Because if I were God. I will not listen to your prayers. Whenever I hear your prayer come. I say ah. That whiner is coming again. That whiner is coming again. Hey God. You know. You see. I have to. Uh, uh, it's not where. Uh, uh, God. Hey. Hey. Fail. Hey. God. When. Bible says that he has given you the spirit of boldness. He says you will declare a thing and it will come on. It says in Ecclesiastes 8.1 How wonderful to be wise, to analyze and to interpret things. Wisdom lightens up a person's face. Softening is harshness. In Genesis 41, 32, 37, when, G, when most people think that Joseph was made prime minister because he interpreted the dream. No, he wasn't. He analyzed the situation and he provided a solution. Am I right? He was not made prime minister. The best his dream interpretation would have gotten him a ride back to his father's house. And they'd have put little change in his pocket. But when he interpreted the dreams, that's when the man said, can we find such a man? The quantum of what you analyze or you are able to analyze determines or is directly proportional to the kind of success that you have. If you can figure out how to build a refinery, then you become somebody who can refine petroleum. But if the level of your figuring out is how to grind pepper, you will grind pepper. Mm. In fact, no, let me put it like this. You will refine pepper. Both of them are refining. And pepper will pepper you. That's okay. <laughs> the level of what you can analyze. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and he said to me, oh, we were at some event and he said, oh, um, I've just come back from, I'm tired, I need to go. I said, oh, why? He said, oh, I went to Abuja today. I said, hey! I, I went, said I left about nine o'clock. I was back by one o'clock. I said, which airline did you fly? He said, no. I flew by a private jet. He said, wow, that must have been expensive. He said, no, somebody wanted me to do something for him in Abuja. And he sent a private jet to pick me and to drop me. I'm not lying. No, don't do your hand like that. <laughs> Tell your neighbor you must have content. Hey, by the grace of God. What he did was that it was his content. 
that made somebody to send a some of us. They can't even send driver for us. It's Uber at best. They can't even send Uber. Uh, you know where he dropped at challenge. <laughs> Then you take Okada. They shouldn't take more than 15 naira from you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Concerning David, Samuel said, Do you not have one more child in this? I said, There's one. It's God. They say, Guys, one, call him. And no one will sit until it arrives. You know why? You don't sit when the king is coming in, you stand. People must be standing, if not physically, they must be standing in their mind for you because you are a king. Uh, number four, the power to learn. Power to learn. Some of us think we are too old to learn. Only this week it was announced that a 91-year-old professor was given senior advocate of Nigeria. 91 years old. I'm not even 60. And I'm saying that. Eh, does that not challenge me to go back to school? When in my house, when they are talking law, my wife is a lawyer, my son is a lawyer. So when they are talking, I, I took my mouth and they say to me, please keep quiet. I'm not a learned person. So I said to him that is this unlearned person's money that paid <laughs> and anyway the Bible says two shall become if my wife is learned what am I? <laughs> I married one learned I produced one learned and um, But guess what? Should I not go back to school and learn or study law? It interests me so much. I'm not too old. I like your husband. We're in the same trade. How many of you know that Michael Dada only graduated from law two years? A successful man. Founder and creator of Afrima. The biggest musical gathering on the continent. And yet... He went back to school. And then some of us, we don't want to learn anything. We don't want to learn. I want you to also help me celebrate Mommy Chukura. I explain to you why. Mommy Chukura, arguably, is the oldest person in this church. But do you see how she sits? She even says to people like us, she can born. She'll be saying sad to us. It's not because she has trained people who are even older than us. Her brothers are older than us, even not her children are older than us. That she trained. But guess what? She says that I'm going to submit myself under the authority of the house because I will continue to learn and we do the right thing. Thank you, Mommy, for leading us. (laughs) 
you can go back. Bible says that in Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and will increase learning. A man of understanding, a wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. In Mark 2.22, New Living Translation says, No one puts new wine in old skins, wine skins, for the wine will burst the wine skins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for you cannot operate 2001, 2021 with the ideas of even 2017. It's not possible. And some of you, you know, you quote some scriptures out of context. You say, God is the same. I can't change you. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Are you God? Are you God? The only reason why God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow is because he has the ability to see the end from the beginning. Let me not get myself. Finally, you know, in learning, get yourself a mentor. Attach yourself to somebody. Look for somebody that you admire and submit to that person. A few of you talk to me, talk to Pastor K, talk to some of the pastors. Why we ourselves submit ourselves to the senior pastor. And most of you who said it, he said it before. He was my personal friend. The minute I realized that this man, his, his purpose in my life is not friendship. Is to lead me as my father in law. I stopped calling him by name. And when he calls me now, I answer, Sir. They know me in my office when I'm talking to my pastor. I can't even sit. He's not looking at me. Morning, sir. Why? Because I realize what God has sent him to do in my life. Apart from God, I'm standing behind this pulpit, pulpit because of Reverend Dr. Ulufemi. Because when people did not even believe in me, some people told him, No, don't make him this, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. He says, Leave him with leave him from you. He defended me with all his might, and that's one of the reasons why I'm standing today. God used him to recreate me. Finally, the power to go. In Isaiah 6, verse 5 to 8, and I'm reading from King James Version, Bible says that, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongues from off the altar. And he said, and he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away from you. Thy iniquity is taken away from you in the name of Jesus. And thy sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here I am. You must make up your mind to go. Faith without works 
is dead. As I speak to you this morning, there's something that you have left undone. There's a dream that you have stopped seeing. There's a place that you have stopped going and God is calling you to go back there. God is saying that that's my purpose for you. Some of us want to build motherless babies' homes. Some of us want to build hospitals. Some of us want to start foundations. I don't know what you want to do. It doesn't even have to be like, it could even be circular work. Because when you do circular work, you engage and you employ people. You improve the economy. Get up and go. If you have heard nothing from me this morning, tell your neighbor, get up and go. Whatever it is that God has laid on your heart, do it. God does not give a vision without provision. You may not see it, but he needs you to take a step of faith. I'm going to stop here because of reason of time. I hope at one of the subsequent Wednesdays, we'll be able to take it further. I don't want us to go past the time. But I've given you those five power things that can stir up your creativity such that you can take that nature of God and leave this auditorium this morning and begin to create things. Begin to do things. Begin to contribute things. If there's no other reason why you need it, we need resources in this church. We need to build this church. God is not going to come from heaven to give us the money. We are waiting for you. There are things we need to do. We want to build hospitals. We want to expand the prison ministry. We want to establish more parishes. And unless you come into your own, you are withholding what God has asked us to do. Make our work easier by doing your own work. It's time for you to get up and go. It's time for you to create. It's time for you to produce. I'm going to ask you to stand up. I'm leaving it here at this moment. And you want to speak to God. First of all, you want to say that those things that I've left behind, I don't know what you have left behind, but now I need it. I don't know what it is. You want to pray to God and ask him for grace. Ask him for enablement. Pray that he grants you hunger. That the spirit of hunger, let it come in you. The spirit of observation. The power to be able to see more than your peers. The power to be able to analyze that God will thank, grant you. The power to be able to think that God will grant you. Pray that God will give you a teachable spirit. And if you already have that teachable spirit, God will increase it in the name of the... It's not too late for you. Some, everybody thinks that you have a degree. You know you do not have a degree. Maybe you should go back. Some of us is masters. Some of us want to go to Bible school. 
Some of us want to go to law school. I don't know where you want to go. I don't know what you want to do. Go back. Learn. Pray that Lord will give you a teachable spirit. It's not, you are not too old to learn. Is anybody 91 here? If you are not 91, then you can't, you are not too old to learn. And then pray that the Lord will give you the strength and the mind to go. It's time for you to go. Bible says we can no longer worship on this mountain. We have circled it enough. It's time for us to go north. There's provision waiting for you. You just need to access it. Let me end with the scripture. Genesis 1. In Jesus mighty name we are prayed. I'll end with this scripture. Genesis 1, 28 to 30. I read 27 to you, 28. So, having done those five things, this is your blessing. And I'm reading from the New King, New Living Translation. Then God blessed them and said, if you are that candidate, I want to hear a big amen. God said, bless you and said, be fruitful and multiply. Ah, I don't like that one. No. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky. And all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said to you, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant. Uh-uh. Throughout the earth and all the trees for your food. Which means everything that you turn, touch will produce in the name of Jesus. You will be able to, you will eat and you will be full in the name of Jesus. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals. And the birds in the sky. And the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life. And I like this part. And that is what's 